discussion, debate is over, you will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology. You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can get take me... Get used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then gun damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? Welcome back, everyone. This is uh, Neo, and joining me always is uh, Solbro and Chris. Guys, say hello. What is happening, y'all? Yo. (laughs) (laughs) So much enthusiasm. (laughs) And this is uh, episode 186 of uh, Gundam and MHQ. Yes, we are back. I know we've had a little extended hiatus. You know, the weather got to us. The way, you know, is that that transition from from winter to spring. So, you know, we got caught up in it. But, um... Guys, anything as I saunter over to do the Neo's News Thursday News at the Larry King Memorial News Studio over there? You are the king! You are the king! So much has happened. No, nothing. Yeah, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. <laughs> I'm not feeling this, man. I'm not feeling this. <laughs> oh, my God. I am. I am. But, uh, yeah. So, if you ever have any news articles, always uh, post them to the Neo's Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And because we've been out of action for a little bit, um, we're going to just do a quick, couple of quick articles before uh, we get to uh, our main event, which is our reviews of episodes 36 through 41 of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. So, um, guys, you ready? You ready? Let's go. Let's You know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to start it off big. We're starting off this episode of the news bigly. 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 <laughs> and you know what that means? There's only one person, one type of news alert that's bigger than bigly. Bigly. Oh, hit it, the so man. Bro. Oh, here we go. Yes. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh my God, that's bullshit. What the? Dude. We uh, bring the brewskis. That's what's up. All right. All right. And this one, first one comes from here from EA Net Dude. And he says, a new job awaits survey after finishing Transformers 5. Joe Carnahan mm-hmm. drops out of the filming for Bad Boys 3. I guess creative differences led to the breakup. So, uh, yeah. Oh, creative differences. Oh, man. That seems to be happening a whole shit ton as of recently. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like they were no, differences. Creative America. differences happens all the time. We just hear about it more and more. Yeah, we <laughs> we kind of do. You know, it's a, there's been having nothing but creative differences on the Flash. That's another story for another oh. day. <laughs> Shots fired? I think so. Not the TV what? show. That shit's popping. We're talking about the live action movie. You was doomed. Yeah. <laughs> you say? 
Well, it, it's funny here. It's funny that you guys make those comments because mm-hmm. Mr. EA Net Dude here uh, did a link to the Hollywood Reporter where he got this information from, Ooh. and it says an insider tells the Hollywood Reporter that the uh, uh, Helmer has left due to schedule scheduling conflicts, but other other sources say it's the dreaded quote unquote creative difference. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the big thing here is the involvement of Will Smith has been forever a question mark. I guess he finally committed, and Sony's been doing a bunch of stuff, and they they recently said a uh, release date of November 8, 2018, and I guess uh, Carnahan was not only the director, but he was also written the most recent draft of the script. So, I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot going on here, So, but you know what? I just want them to bring out excellence. And you know what? If they need to bring back Sir Bay, if they need to get him out of the bullpen to go one more time, the, the, the cagey old veteran coming out and just saving another, another franchise, that's what he needs to do. But, you know, the really important question is, do they have Martin Lawrence locked up? Because, you know, if, if he's not locked down, then, man. You know, I didn't see anything about that, but considering that I don't see Martin on anything except for reruns of Martin, I think getting him locked down probably wasn't too big of a uh, – I'm just envisioning that negotiation. Ring, ring. Hello, Martin Lawrence here. Hey, do you <laughs> want to do Bad Boys 3? Um, sure. It pays? Yes, it does. Okay, I'll do it. It pays in craft services. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll still do it. <laughs> Deal. Plus, plus. <laughs> You get craft services and point zero zero one percent residuals. <laughs> We're actually going to give you your uh, residuals in Mexican pesos. <laughs> the residuals will come in the form of tacos. It's more than what I'm making now. <laughs> oh, Martin. Honey, you hear that? They're going to give us tacos. <laughs> hey, kids, we can eat. <laughs> Oh man, Martin need that work. It's like 1992 all over again. <laughs> Where's Gina? Hey baby, dust off the Michael Vick Falcons jersey. I got a new gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well thank you, Mister Yanet, dude, for your submission. Maybe now I finally get to do Black Knight too. <laughs> oh, my. harder though. Right? Wasn't Heath Ledger in that one? No, you're thinking the first night. <laughs> first night. Okay, it was something. Oh, no, was it? No, hang on. It was a uh, a nice tale. A nice tale. I'm gonna fix my face. Yeah. First, first night was the uh, Richard Gear yes. King Arthur. Oh, there was yeah, a sword of shits back in the day. Jesus. And oh. I just saw I just saw a commercial the other day. I guess there's another King Arthur coming out with the guy from there's always another King Arthur like Sons of Anarchy. Yes, yeah, and uh, and Jude Law as as the villain. Yeah, it's uh, I forget what it's called. Um, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and uh, the, 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 they had great taste in music. Man, they used Led Zeppelin for the trailer. It's like yo. I'm all right with this. I'm good with this shit. But uh, well, Led Zeppelin has to pay for the, the those court costs right now for that Stairway to Heaven case. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that, shit! That surprise, it doesn't surprise me that they're selling out the music now. Because I remember at one point it's like we're never going to sell out our music, and it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they're. I guess they're in a thing about somebody said they had the riff or something. I, I don't know. Wow, does that mean we'll but. get to hear this songs in rock band finally? Let's see it. Actually, uh, that, that won't happen because that game's going to be the dodo. <laughs> Ask Mad Cats how well that worked out for them. <laughs> I sure didn't. Woo! Man, I better get a stick soon. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Another icon of the '90s, down for the count, huh? Oh, man, fucking, yeah. they're, they're falling like dominoes, man. It hurts. I, I, I wanted to get all my clear plastic uh, PS, those oddly shaped <laughs> PS2 controllers. <laughs> <laughs> it was just for the worst. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you? Why is? Why are the hand grips ribbed for my pleasure? Because it's not really my pleasure. <laughs> Another pleasurable at this shit. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Mister Net Dude, for your submission. The next one here comes from Vent Noir, and this is another survey news alert. And man, this is might be. This is a, this is what you would call prolific. Survey says there are tr- fourteen Transformer movies already written, and uh, yeah. That's 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 about it right there. He said at CinemaCon last week. This coming from Gizmodo. Uh, he's actually he said he's going to be leaving the, the the Transformers franchise, like he said the last what three movies I think or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Ever since ever since the second one. <laughs> I, I still love you, Sir Bay. I mean, hey, um, players got to eat, man, and you know, so it's 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 one of those things. So I guess he said that there are fourteen stories written and there's good stuff. So I. I would like to do one of them," he said. So, yeah, I mean, he's at least going to come well, back. You know what? I have uh, an exclusive uh, bit of news from a very trusted source Uh-oh. about these fourteen stories, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I have the the summary of these fourteen stories. So, prepare okay. yourselves for this, guys. Oh, okay. okay. So, according to my exclusive source, all fourteen of these stories will be that some ancient Transformers doodad. <laughs> Is discovered on Earth. Okay. Uh, thus, further retconning human history, and then a bunch of uh, Decepticons show up, and they smash Chicago, and then they go um, to Asia for some unknown reason, and then they find the doodad that, if used, could you know just destroy everything, and then K. Dieger shows up and talks about Transformers, and then they blow up the doodad. <laughs> Yo, that's super original, and then bro. And Optimus acts like more of a jerk. Oh, my okay. God. I, no I, doubt. I, I, I need to know this, though, Chris. In this world uh, you know, of the, the Transformers, will they still continue? Will every woman that's seen in, in, any, in any part of the environment, either lead or supporting or whatever it is, will they be extremely hot and wearing close to no, no clothes? Will that still yes, be going on? Yes, they will on? be uh, properly misted at all times. So you, okay, you mean to like tell me a music video? You mean to tell me that young fourteen-year-old girl that's going to be in the new Transformers movie is going to be showing off that ass? Gross. <laughs> hey man, uh, <laughs> do you remember how Megan Fox got started underage in Bad Boys Two? Oh, she was in Bad Boys Two. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's damn. A, that's yeah. a well-known story. She was underage, yeah. like what, sixteen? Something oh, like that. What? Damn. I'm all set for the Transformers the MacGuffin Chronicles. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, the MacGuffin saga. Because as it. you know, Earth is obviously the, the trash can for every important Transformers doodad ever. Hey man, it's yeah, there's, there's how many there's how many planets out there and somehow they owe Bill- these billions, but just all that trash ends up on Earth somehow. Yo, it's <laughs> it's, it's home to three infinity gems. Fuck it. <laughs> That is kind of true. I mean, I mean <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Good stuff. Yeah. That, oh, uh, and the source also tells me there will be product placement in these fourteen movies. Who knew? Product placement. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah product. Placement. Define define this product placement that you speak of, sir. You more Bud Light spilling out onto the streets? 
Oh, uh, yeah, oh. There'll, there'll be promotion of commercial items in these movies oh. that. Uh, but they're integral to the story, though, right? I mean, they're well, they're, you know, I, it's it's very important to them that uh, all the product placement be tasteful and only in service to the story. So uh, we'll we'll see. We get split out onto the street. As long Kinda as we like the trans- transforming Xbox 360 in the first one. Oh, and don't forget about don't forget about Oreo <laughs> Bot, man. Don't forget about Oreo Bot. Yeah. I can't wait for he, him to come back, man. The true hero that, that, of the series. That one, that one of the first Transformers towards the end when they're in that undisclosed city that yeah. sure in hell looks like down in L.A. Oh, no doubt. And the guy's just sitting there like walking. He's like, hell yeah, I got me a brand new Xbox 360. And it's like <laughs> just the cameras on that. I mean, I didn't think that that guy probably didn't even get an extra credit for that uh, for that, um, for that that movie. And then he gets turned <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually made the Xbox sound that <laughs> when you start <laughs> masterful, masterful. Oh man! Well, thank you, thank uh, thank you, Chris, for that uh, that scoop, and thank your source for uh, you know keeping us in the know there because uh, yeah. the people need to know. And also, uh, you know, to keep things updated for the times, instead of an Xbox 360, it's going to be a Nintendo Switch that uh, grows legs and eats your face off. <laughs> with, with, with a very horrible 1930s uh, Asian accent, right? Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. You know, like Peter Ustinov? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Charlie Chan. It's, it, it's going to go full uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we make it Rooney now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. So, all exclusive information, uh, thanks to a highly, highly placed source. So you know it's true because <laughs> I said so. We'll call him Michael May. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. He is becoming Kojima with this. It's like, no, I'm not going to do another one. Uh, I guess I'm going to do. Another one. <laughs> Like yo, man. Hey, man. You like cash? <laughs> it must be. I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, and, and the thing that kills me is like as as more and more people complain about these movies, it's like more and more money that they make. <laughs> and I know a lot of it in, comes from in overseas. China, though, not America. I get that, but they still there's still plenty of people that see him here. All the you people that hate on that. Maybe maybe they don't even pay him money anymore. It's like, hey, man, I'll let you blow up even more shit in the sequel. Oh man! And like they, the, the, they pay him in pyro. The pyromaniac <laughs> in him is compelled, and it's like, damn it! Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. The, the inner Danny McBride from Tropic Thunder just. just yeah. <laughs> hey man, this time let's use five thousand pounds of TNT. All right, Michael. We know you've pretty much used every type of pyrotechnics now, but we have what could be considered. A small tactical nuclear warhead. It actually uh, has twice the power of the Hiroshima bombings, and I think this would work well in the um, the port scene that you're that you're planning. <laughs> no, the only now, downside it, is it's only good for one take, so you really got to get your shots and, and maybe a safe distance. And some people say it could spontaneously ignite the atmosphere and kill us all. <laughs> oh my god! Wear your hazmat. <laughs> <laughs> the world's Uh-oh. the world's greatest stunt. <laughs> it's, it's almost it's almost getting to that point. Yeah, it's like 
But uh, so thank basically, you. Basically, uh, Michael Bay then is directing the prequel to Fallout Four. No. <laughs> <laughs> the real life prequel to Fallout Four. <laughs> we'll call that movie Transformers: The Apocalypse. <laughs> I guess that uh, I guess that epic rap battle with him is actually comes becomes prolific. There are. Uh, prophetic because uh, didn't he blow up the world at the end of the show? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mr. E- uh, Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh, the last one comes from nobody except from myself. Oh, and this yeah. is a very disturbing piece of news that I had listened to and seen on the interweb last last week. Soul Bro, you know when I go into this tone, I, I go into my resistance tone, you know what it's all about. Oh, shit. Somebody called the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Up a Cylon into the CIC. Oh man, I'm sure everybody saw this, and I'm sure a lot of people thought it was cute. And it was, you know, because this is how they get you. This is, it's already starting. It's already starting that people are accepting this in young children. Yes, I'm talking about the YouTube video from last week where the little girl went up there and so lovingly <laughs> said, I love you, robot, to a water heater. I love you, robot. The fact that this young child is so you know, been so twisted in what they think is a robot and they're so accepting is very bad. And she said probably the most fatal, four fatal words that human civilization will ever utter. Yes. So the warning is out. Little kids, (laughs) I'm telling you, when, when, when the robot rising happens, not saying anything, but I'm just hearing that, you know, you could not be safe. So it's the beginning of the end. Better keep the kids out of them brainwashing schools. Yeah, exactly. People out there, remember, remember the tomes. If Mm -hmm. you have your children, you should, you know, after Dr. Seuss, after, you know, whatever you you, you read them, you want to start reading them, um, you know, maybe show them the Terminator. I mean, I I think I think the Terminator, the original Terminators, that's a good movie to see when you're about two years old, I would think. Right. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe start putting them up, maybe some Admiral. I mean, actually, I'd probably have uh, Admiral Adama posters in in the um, in the uh, in in their crib room. And, uh, of course, um, a mobile of our heroes, all our, our, our robot fighting heroes, the Admiral. Uh, John Connor, <laughs> <laughs> Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> I need I, kids. I need you to put down the BB-8 toy and pick up that yes. entire season gateway of Battlestar drug. Galactica. Yes, <laughs> gateway drug. and get BB-8 ready. BB-8 is a gateway. I know he's round and I know he's cute and he makes little beep booping sounds. That's right. But but he's a gateway. He's he's a gateway robot. <laughs> he's a stranger and you need to treat him as such. <laughs> Machine. Machine, damn it! So he doesn't feel for you. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for um, uh, your all your submissions. I know that I probably skipped a few there, but I'm I'm sorry about that. But due to our extended hiatus, I, I felt it was I, I made the editor's choice there, the the the, the executive decision to, uh, to to cut it short. So, uh, Chris, how would you like to get us up to speed with episodes 36 through 41 of? Obviously, Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, actually, we're only doing thirty-six to forty. So, oh, why 40, I'm sorry. Why, why are you giving us more work, man? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why? Why? He wants he wants to get to that teddy bear store. That's what he wants to do. Oh, oh, he does. Oh, he, I said he, I said too much. <laughs> he wants the grumpiest teddy bear. <laughs> oh man, they have Build a Bear gone bad. Oh, right. <laughs> they Build a Bear cried. 
<laughs> oh man. So uh, we're only going to discuss these episodes in brief as we've been doing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to catch up. So if we look at uh, 36 to 38 all in one chunk, they kind of flow together since uh, they are the continuation of the mobile armor arc that started in episode 35 with the mobile armor being unearthed when Idioc wakes it up. (laughs) It's such an appropriate name. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it starts rampaging, and all of his stupid men die needlessly to protect him so that he can get away. And then Tekadon is trying to fight it off, but they start having Gundam troubles because uh, there's a system in the Gundams that um, turns off when uh, fighting mobile armors because it wants to limit the overflow of data into the pilot's brain but uh idiot keeps screwing up with their plans to lure it away from chris and mcgillis talks a bit more about mobile armor history that uh as we know that they were the start of the calamity war and that uh the people who founded gallerhorn were the ones who created the gundams to destroy them and that uh, mobile armors were running around just killing every damn person because they were autonomous killing machines which always seems like a smart idea right neo oh yeah 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 <laughs> we, we can always build it better and 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 why don't we just uh why don't we put in, put it where it can just figure itself up so we, it doesn't have to call us in the afternoon to see if uh, killing a, a city is wrong or not so exactly yeah so so uh, as Idioc keeps messing Idioc. up their plans and the mobile armor gets closer and closer to the city, it finally comes down in episode 38 to Mika fighting it one on one. And boy, does he go to town on it. Oh, yeah. Oof. And he unlocks all of the power of Barbatos to the point that its eyes turn red and it starts moving in a kind of beastly inhuman fashion. Those come back mechanics. (laughs) You know, the mobile armor uh, shows no mercy because boy, does it tear into poor old Barbatos. And finally at the last minute, Mika is able to destroy it. But he pays a price for it because he basically did a repeat of Edmonton when he went all out. Mm -hmm. So now the entire right side of his body does not work, which means he has to be carried around by Hush. (laughs) Now his purpose has come to fruition. (laughs) Yes. It's a very important job. He's, he's He's the, what is it, the caddy? He's, he's, he's the Mika Caddy. <laughs> you gotta get he's, Mika to the, the Masters. He's, he's, he's Mika's personal Hodor. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, man. Yeah, he is Hodor, isn't he? Real talk. Good shit. <laughs> so, Idioc, who, uh, despite declaring victory from one shot that did, you know, nothing to the mobile armor Mm -hmm. and he lost all of these men to it. He's angry and he wants revenge and he ends up uh, calling up Jastly who is only too happy to do so by saying, Hey, why don't we go after the turbines? Mm -hmm. So 
uh, EOS people start planting illegal weapons on the turbines, which leads to Gallarhorn um, declaring the turbines an illegal organization. And we learn the backstory of Naze and Amida, so we know what that means. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get ready What's to that check mean? out. <laughs> it, it means that they're that uh, they're going to win the lottery. Oh yes. Oh okay. Yeah, they did the didn't death they? lottery. Oh, the death lottery. Yes, which brings us to episode forty, in which uh, they try to evacuate the um, the turbines girls, and they've severed their ties with Tewaz. And Naze asks uh, the old man to take care of the girls for him. And he plans to turn himself into Gallarhorn and basically be the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. But Idioc isn't, uh, isn't down with that because he wants blood. Yeah. And he starts using the Dinesleif, which is the very illegal weapon that he framed Naze with. And these basically are just giant metal spears that can pierce through battleship armor and have devastating power. And you will be seeing a lot more of them from this point on. So he ignore idiot ignores um, every attempt by Naze to surrender and sends out Julieta in a fancy new mobile suit to go fight. And she kind of gets her ass handed to her by Amita. No doubt. Using a, (laughs) vastly inferior suit however um nothing is any match for the power of the Dineslaif. so uh naze goes down by himself on the hammerhead while amita um gets pierced through pretty bad in her suit and she manages to fire off one shot that hits uh the bridge of idiot ship and cracks the glass but is not enough to get the job done. Heartbreaking. And then right after that, the hammerhead uh, crashes into uh, Idiot's ship, but only grazes it. Not enough to get the job done. It's like, man, this guy's a fucking cockroach. <laughs> yeah. More than Patrick Pulisak. He's Jared. So, Sobro, what were your thoughts on episodes 36 to 40? Well, I gotta say, man, um, the fight against that, uh, the Hashmal was, was yeah. definitely a, um, is definitely a nail biter. I've gotta say, I, I love the way they set up the set pieces and you can really feel the weight of the battles in this show when you, like, you see how much, you know, how much, how much, how hard the attacks they're utilizing against, uh, you know, against the, 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 um, the mobile armor as they're going up against it. The fact that they, um, they, I guess they may have talked about it beforehand, but I didn't really take notice of that coding technology that prevents beams from, uh, instantly destroying you. <laughs> I forget what it's called, but, uh, when it was using those laser beams. Nano laminate. Nano laminate. Thank yeah. you. That shit was, uh, that, that shit was hairy as hell. Um, but just to see that, um, Mika had to, you know, unlock yet again another, uh, it, he had to go all in basically in order to take that thing on and the sacrifices he's making, you know, without a second thought is, is a fascinating aspect to his character. He, he's, he's reducing himself to being pretty much an invalid and he, and, and basically he's, he's, he's content with doing his job and he's not completely an invalid because when he hooks up to the, the Barbatos, he, uh, he gets his motor functions back, but he's basically chained to that thing in order to be able to, to function normally. And it's, it's a sad sight. To say the least, 
But um, it was very interesting to see him take that on and uh, to see dumbass Eok. Ah, fuck that guy for real. <laughs> he's a mustache twirling villain without a mustache, and he's 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 also just incompetent as fuck. And I don't under, I don't understand how his men could love him so goddamn much. It's what's wrong with that organization. Neither, neither does Rustle. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> he, says, he says the very same thing later yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah. It's like he's an incompetent fuck. And yet his men love the shit out of him. I get it. He's charismatic. They'll die for him. Yeah, they'll die for him. They they think he's like anointed by God or some shit like that because he's from 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 this aristocracy. So you know, basically he's he's someone to idolize. Like he's a Hollywood star or whatever the fuck that is. But even so, you gotta see that he's fucking up. He's Leroy Jenkins basically in space. (laughs) It's much. Leroy Jenkins that fight so bad and put people in a poor situation doesn't take responsibility and and then collaborates with old jastly donkle nuts <laughs> to completely escalate the situation situation even worse with uh starting their um their hit parade on um old naze and um amita yeah. which is the 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 I mean, you saw it coming of course it's no big surprise they this this is probably the most telegraphed set of deaths but it kind of kicks off this next uh, line of episodes of the hit parade that's going to go off. It, 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 I almost get a Zeta Gundam feel with all the deaths that are coming <laughs> in the coming episodes because in this last portion of the series, they're killing off people left and fucking right. And I would say more of a victory feel for me really? because victory yeah. started killing off people in its end game a lot earlier than Zeta did and yeah. killed off more people. Well, Victory yeah. was killing people consistently through the show though, don't you think? Like But even... especially like once they hit the 40s, they started yeah. killing yeah. Ooh. a lot of remember, people. Remember 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 Strike Team, man. Yeah. Remember the Strike Team. I mean, each one of them had like an episode devoted yeah. to like how great they were and then it was just like, yeah, cuz I I agree with and I agree with Chris. The replacements when they, when they came in got killed. Yeah, cuz when <laughs> when I'm getting when I'm starting to get the backstory about Naze and Amida and the whole mm-hmm. thing with the turbines and the girls and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is <laughs> this is not going to be good. And it is, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it is that too. Yeah. So, it's... yeah, I got the, I got the victory feeling too. And, and I got the victory feeling a little bit too when it came to, um, you know, the, the mobile armor, you know, cause it was, um, so unstoppable, almost like those stupid wheeled battleships in uh, Victory, where nobody could really figure it out except mm-hmm. for good old Oliver, who said the best way to do this is just to crash right into the wheel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I think probably in some continuum, uh, Idiocs uh, men are probably they might be offshoots or descendants or uh, maybe ancestors of uh, <laughs> Oliver. However, this works. Clam around that fuck like he's someone special, and it's like, dude, I, I, Rustal is someone special. That guy is actually on his game, you know. Fuck, real leaders. Yeah, but, but once again, though, oh. it shows you. I mean, it just shows you the ridiculousness of having an aristocracy yeah. in there, where you got these people just devoting their lives to these incompetents. Where guys like Rustal and you know even McGillis at at a point, you know, these are real capable people, and and they're kind of just put off to the side when it comes to a lot of these things. So. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, the Dainsliff, is that how you say it? That's a mean motherfucking weapon. Dude, the fact that mm. they went out like that against uh, against a whole barrage of those, I I, I don't know what to say. I, I For something so simple, 
in execution, it's amazing what damage it can do. And um, I, you know, it was cool to see uh, the. Let's do meaning to hot knife through butter. Right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, when it was cool to see Tekadon use it against the uh, Hashmal, but man, when you see it get used against uh, old uh, old Naze and Amita, man, that, that's that's not a pretty sight, man. Yeah, they, Tekadon did not uh, use it. They they were. They said so that they were yeah. firing regular rounds. Regular rounds. Oh yeah, that's in right. The rail gun. They, 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 but they used a similar rail gun, didn't they? Or is it? Uh, or... The, the Floros has a rail gun that can use the Dinesleif, but they use regular rounds uh-huh. when fighting the Hashmal. Okay, cool, cool. So, so basically, they didn't use that. But uh, yeah, it was it was freaking brutal. And uh, just to see um, the other women on on the on on the other ships, you know how they were getting taken out too. Nothing. I, I remember this the best when those girls are like escaping that run room that was on fire after the ship got shot, and they were making their way down the hallway, and that one girl got shut out. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you guys, mere seconds too late. I know, right? That's uh, that's nightmares. But uh, yeah, I was I was glad to see the the our old Gundam boys came in to uh, to help out to help the ladies escape. But yeah, it was a sad day to see Amita and um and Naze take don't, it. Because, you don't mess with muscle unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that that's pretty much all I got to say. It was a very solid series of episodes. I enjoyed the hell out of them, and uh, I'll toss it over back to you, Chris. All right, Neo. What, what are your thoughts on uh, numbers thirty six to forty? Yeah, I'd, yeah, and uh, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, the, the three episodes of the, um, you know, the the chase to stop the uh, the mobile armor man. Yeah, you, you definitely you definitely get that feeling, and you know, you're just sitting there as you get these little tidbits. It's like, what is this whole calamity wars all about? Where people would create such a machine that's self autonomous, self fueling, and self uh, repairing. Mm-hmm. That's just only thing is just to kill humans it's like (laughs) what what type of people would do this and you know at this point we don't know so um you know but it it just sits there and it's it's one of those really few points in any a lot of these gundam shows where you really feel like the um you know the clock is ticking and the way that this show goes in a lot of ways it's like i you know i thought there'd be a lot more um you know, going down than what it was. I mean, to be quite honest with you, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have surprised me if Mika would was dead after this thing. I mean, the way the Barbatos just got the hell beat out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then again, you just on the flip side of the the people that created these mobile armors, what were they thinking? What were the what were the precursors of Galahorn that made these Gundams that would just you know just become just killing machines of their own i mean it and it's a weird dynamic where i believe it's mcgillis where he kind of talks about the whole situation of you know it's almost like the the mobile armors and the and the and the the gundams kind of need each other to 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 be really be used at their fullest potential especially the gundams it seems like you know yeah they get you know they've been unearthing the gundams and using them but the, the true destructive power of those things really wasn't realized um until you saw the um you know, till they went after the mobile arm. It kind of reminds me of like the whole thing with uh, the GXs and, yeah. and the GX and um, Gundam X, where it's like, you know, oh wow, it's just the new Gundam, and it's like, oh crap, this is the one that pretty much uh, you know helped destroy the Earth. Yeah. So and, and throughout Gundam series, you've get you've got to see like um, crazy OSs and systems that have been implemented in these suits that take mm-hmm. their toll on the pilots, but nothing so medieval than the AV system. 
The AV system yeah. is the worst. Like, it, granted, yeah. it brings out your potential, but it leaves you destroyed. And it makes me wonder exactly how bad pilots got it back in the day, having to take on the worst of those those mobile armors and um, and how bad those fights got. And basically, they would just be sacrificing themselves to take on those 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 monsters. Man, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, and it makes you wonder too. It's like how many of these things were um created and and in the end did these mobile armors almost become like what is it the frankenstein's monster where they just basically turned on the creators yeah and 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 you you wonder what's going on there but um yeah idioc man holy jesus i mean really it's like uh lead follower get the hell out of the way just get the hell out of the way dude because i mean everything he did and the, the fact that he like, yeah, I hit it, I hit it. It's like, yeah, you hit it, you um, now caused it to go after the city. <laughs> yeah. Comedy of errors, this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I do know that I was loving a little bit of my, a uh, little bit of Orga. I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I had some hate for him in the, in the first season. Oh, I damn. Mean, he can't bug me, but. Man, he's he's taking being a crime pen, a crying kingpin up the up there. I mean, you're the king of Mars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's got um, that whole little talk that he with uh, was what's the, that old dude the uh, McMurdo the oh McMurdo the, yeah McMurdo the the guy the the head of Tewas and that whole thing about you know after I think it was after the. Um, uh, after the fight with the mobile armor, mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much saying, "Hey, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, you guys are good, but you needed the help of Gallahorn. That kind of puts a crimp on our business, and you know, things like that." And you know, old old uh, old, old Orga was like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll do what we need to do, and you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give you my whole uh, you know I'll give you my oath again." But you know, it, it's just it was pretty interesting. I I kind of like the way that he's. Um, He's definitely uh, accepted the role of uh, being the kingpin there, but um, yeah, man, that, that whole thing with the turbines, though, too. Um, you know, I, I kind of was wondering what was going to happen to Naze and Amita. I kind of was, you know, you get that sense with some of these characters where it's like how much further you can go, especially when it seemed like um, uh, Orga really didn't need them anymore. And even and even Naze was like, "Yo, man, you you've done your thing. You know, you you, you don't need me anymore and stuff like that." So, um, but um, was a little weird, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, as it senpai had to go. Yeah, senpai <laughs> had to go. Senpai and uh, the, the the lady there had to go too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what her her name would be called, and uh, you know, and the equivalent of that would be. But um, yeah, that that whole thing, and then finding out this whole thing with the. <laughs> With the turbines and just like it's just one big harem. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of interesting though to find out about the whole thing. What was it? The women were um, they were being framed for doing stuff. Yeah. So you know they were. I, I guess they the women have a hard life in space, and they had to. Right. Uh, they had, they got the shit jobs, and so he kind of uh, organized them and um, freed them from. Yeah, they were the, they were doing. They were doing transporters. Yep. They were like, yeah, they were like, dude, like long haul truckers almost. Yeah. They had to work in the worst parts of space where the men wouldn't even work. And then eventually, uh, old Naze and uh, Amita got them organized and brought them into the, uh, to the turbines and, uh, and, and became pretty profitable after that and gave them a good life, which is pretty cool that it was, it was, it was it's a bit of a fair, a bit of a fairy tale, but it was nice to see how that, uh, turned out for them. 
and and it, and it, it kind of solidifies this whole weird like um, devotion that they have to him and mm-hmm. all that. Where it's like, man, what what does this guy got? I mean, <laughs> I know he's I know he's pretty much uh, sleeping with these women. He must be packing it in the pants. But, I mean, what else has he got going on here? And it's he gave he gave them a sense of purpose. Yeah, and um, you know, and 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 helped them out. So. But um, that that was that was pretty interesting too, and um, you know you, you you have all this stuff happen, and man, it just uh, you couldn't wait to get to the next episodes. But I guess I guess that'll be our our next episode to talk about those things. So uh, back to you, Chris. Well, um, for me, the highlight of the battle with the mobile armor is. Mika just being completely unrestrained and fighting with that sort of uh, unhuman or animal-like disregard for his own life. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a Gundam battle, let alone even yeah. like a final battle in a Gundam show, where it just gets so completely wrecked and the pilot suffers so many injuries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because so. sh- the extent of those injuries, that's like that would be the ones you would expect for like the series finale. <laughs> you know? It's like, how can he go on? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Barbato's got tore up real good, but you know, it's time. There's time for one more upgrade. One yeah. More kit. And, and, and Mika can still, as long as we plug him into the Barbatos, he can still work it. Right. Even yeah. though we got to just carry him around. <laughs> and he, uh, he did a bunch of, uh, crafty maneuvers like, uh, swiping Isarugi's, uh, big ass sword and uh but man he sure got uh stabby stabbed by that uh crazy oh. uh tail blade a whole bunch of times oh, yeah. how close he came to death at the end of that fight was fascinating <laughs> and, and and you it's know just... the, the the thing i will say about this show regardless you know however it ends um the brutality of the hand-to-hand combat with um with it, with uh, it's it's something I've never really seen in Gundam shows before. I mean, we we see hand to hand combat, but it gets to a point where it's just and it, and all the mobile suits, it it just gets to a point where it just kind of it's it's not as brutal. You, it, okay, yeah, a few people get uh, killed and stuff, but they usually get ended up by like you know a heat hawk or you know vaporized by a beam saber through the cockpit. But this one, man, it's like. Seeing people get crunched and crushed, <laughs> and I mean it—it's just brutal, man. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting is the fallout of that. That Orga feels guilty for putting Mika in that position and is mm-hmm. kind of hesitating on sending Barbatos into the shop. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. And moving to this next part with uh, the turbines, yeah. The depths are completely broadcasted, shouted out on a loudspeaker, sent in Morse code to space. All, all the stuff that Iron Blooded Orphans does when it's telegraphing who it's going to kill. But you know what? Even then, it was still painful to watch because mm-hmm. they didn't go down in any decent sort of way because Idiot wanted some <laughs> blood. And he reminded me kind of like. One of these prim and proper uh, British lords riding on horseback with their hounds, hunting a poor fox, not for any reason that they need to, but just because they want to. Yeah. Yeah. And the turbines are the fox. Because they got so screwed. I mean, if there was ever a setup, like if there was just ever a, a frame job, this was it. I mean, bad. 
and then the whole business about they fire the signal flares to signal uh, their surrender at the start. <laughs> Idiot's like, oh well, I didn't see any signal flares or anybody else, and everyone's like, no, sir. I'm thinking to myself, man, number one, you have this needless cruelty from Idioc, who is such a man-child that he just needs to lash out and hurt somebody to make himself feel better, which is what children do. Pretty much, yeah. And and two, that all of these god-awful idiots underneath him who keep sacrificing themselves for him, they all stand aside and do nothing when he's committing war crimes. (laughs) Blatant war crimes. Left and right. (laughs) And and, and Rich is is funny because... Gallahorn is supposedly this, you know, this pillar of justice, and you know we, we need to do everything the correct way. And even if we have to fight, it's always going to be on these, you know, these civilized terms. And yeah, you're this dude straight up war criminal, and you know, I mean, not that Gallahorn is is so principal because as we saw in the uh, first season, the way they slaughtered all those union workers. True. Yeah. Jesus. But still, you know, you could see. Back then, there were people who opposed that. Here, uh-huh. none of these people stand up to say, uh, no, you're wrong. This is illegal. This is immoral. We shouldn't do this. They all just go along with it, which makes them just as bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collaborators. Hey, hey, I was just following orders, man. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's sad to see them die because it was completely needless, and they both suffered for no purpose. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't do anything to deserve this. They were... They basically died for Jastly's greed and nothing more. Yeah, just because he's and, butter. And, and, and Idiot's um, enjoyment. Yeah. Just yeah. the fact because he has been showing up the last couple, you know, the previous couple episodes. It's like, well, you know, I need to feel big and bad. I, I, I need to just take it out on somebody that's vastly, I vastly, I'm vastly superior to. Yeah. yeah. Been- and... You know, I love the fight between Amita and Julieta, which is showing once again how far skill can go against superior technology. Exactly. And, man, so much regret that that little bullet, that big old bullet, just didn't crack that glass a little bit more. We were all praying. <laughs> yeah. Oh. At least let it be a double KO, please. Nope. <laughs> you just so got it. It's, 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 it is indeed a tragedy in more ways than one. Highway robbery. It, it's, so it's let's... Like, uh, no, I was just going to say, if there was ever a time that something needed to be built by the lowest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. So let's go around and uh, do some ratings. Sobro, what would you give this uh, this pack of five episodes? I'd uh, I'd have to probably give it uh this this was a highly entertaining series of episodes. I would give it four uh <laughs> four hush back rides out of five. <laughs> Hold All our right, status. Mm-hmm. Your rating? Oh, it's it's it, it's four. Uh, for Skynet of Warnings out of five. Yes, sir. All right. I will give it four complicit underlings out of five. <laughs> They're so expendable. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they really are. So that uh, that's it for this round of summaries of Iron-Blooded Orphans. We just did episodes 36 to 40. And uh, next time we're gonna we're gonna wipe the board, clear it off. Yeah, that's oh right. man! So uh, you should all anticipate that. And I will now um, 
Is that, is that a return to an uh, eight-hour review? No. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Every episode God. full. Crack the books open, oh, fellas. God. Let's go. <laughs> Five minutes, 42 seconds in. <laughs> so I will uh, turn things back to you, Neo. Well, thank you, uh, guys. Anything as uh, before we go, or, and we let uh, Solbro say, any, you know, give us some of his parting shots there. No, no, I'm all set. Nope. No, no. You didn't want to tell me about the websites or anything, Solbro? Well, yeah, man. Well, th- first, thank you for listening to episode one <laughs> one eighty six of Gundam and M- Gundam and M- yeah, Gundam and MHQ. <laughs> I can't even freaking talk today, yo. I'm not streaming, so I'm effing up. And, and sorry for everybody who was anticipating a stream for this. We decided to do this old school, at least for this episode, having some technical issues. We'll be back on stream next next episode for one eighty seven. Um, you were listening to reviews of episodes thirty six through 40 of uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 2. And um, uh, I just want to give a big uh, series of props to um, the cats um, over, I, I believe, over at uh, Daisuke.net as well as Hulu and even on uh, Gundam.info. There's been a lot of Gundam available for people to stream as of recently. We've got Iron-Blooded Orphans, uh, of course, available on both Hulu and Daisuke. We've got Gundam Wing that's out now. You can watch that on uh, on on Hulu. You can watch Double O, Seed uh, Remaster, and 8th MS Team. And now uh, Gundam.info's posting remastered episodes of Zeta Gundam. I just saw a few in, the, in my feed today. So I can't wait to dive into those jokers. It's gonna be great. But uh, yeah, uh, th- uh, this is a this is a completely a different uh, scenario than like five to ten years ago, where finding Gundam on streaming was next to nothing. So, uh, so I know you're gonna jump on and, and and stream Age as soon as they put that up, right? Oh boy, uh, y'all gotta relive the magic, fellas. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not you're even gonna, watch. You're, I'm you're not gonna, even gonna watch until I see Age. Age is you're gonna, you're, you're gonna watch the struggles because you know. The, the vegetarians are suffering too. <laughs> the vegetarians, <laughs> the vegans, son. Oh my god! But yeah, man, it's it's amazing to see so much gonna be available for people to watch. Plus, we got a new uh, season of Thunderbolt starting up. I know Chris is excited, and O'Neill's excited. We're ready to go. Kamikaze monks. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, lots of Gundam there, man. Be blessed for everybody who's out there who uh who used to who knows the struggle. We got a lot of Gundam on DVD and on streaming now, so uh, get it while you can and enjoy it while you can and support it while you can. So and hopefully it'll be around for a lot longer to come. But uh, fellas, any thoughts on that before we go, or any additional things you wanted to add before we go? Well, I suppose I should uh, make note of the fact that. Uh just prior to the recording of this episode was the 17th anniversary of MAHQ. Hey, congratulations, man. Damn, 17 years. Oh my what, what, what is that uh, on that scale? You know, I, I know like 20 is what gold or 25 is gold, right? You know, that whole like uh, anniversary oh, the, thing. The wedding, like, wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> like first, first year is like paper or something like that. I mean, what's 17? Is it just old, Old athletic shoe or something? Or? Cupid's old newspapers. <laughs> newspapers? What are those? <laughs> it's uh, fish wrapped in old newspapers. <laughs> yeah, so 17 years. Uh, go check out some stuff at mhq.net. It's not any more special than it was so before. So, Chris, this question: 17 years ago, when you started MHQ, or what was it? It was it was it FAHQ then or whatever. F-A-H-Q. That's right. Yeah, yes. FAHQ. Yeah. Um, did you think it would even make it to 17 months? I thought, you know, maybe realistically, what did, what did you think it was going to get to? I, I'm just I, being. I, I thought it's something that Dale and I would do for like maybe 
I don't know, two, three, four years maybe at most. At most. Okay. And then, uh, you know, a couple of things just started happening that changed the course of our history. The uh, One of the biggest ones being the, the Mecha Domain shutting down and us taking that over because yeah. that um, put us on the map mm-hmm. in a way that we had not been. And some people... Uh, say is our only claim to fame oh wow <laughs> to those people i'm lifting up a uh, an internet middle finger right now nice <laughs> nice because yeah even even our, our, what was it gundam project also used to be out way back when and that went yes. away too and it MH- died in 2002 yes MH- shout out to gundam project man damn the days of dial up y'all but yeah man mhq was like the only game in town for the longest while and still is in a lot of ways especially with uh, you know what yeah you know what? Even if the Mecha Domain was my only claim to fame, mm-hmm. motherfuckers, that shit is hard to do. It takes so much time to track down the line art, to get the specs, to write profiles, to watch through every single episode of every Ooh. show, and look at little ships in the background, and look at every <laughs> little thing uh, to list and imagine. And holy fuck, how much of my life have I devoted to this for free for all of you bastards out there. <laughs> Holy shit. So, uh, so Chris, I, I'm going to ask you this. Are, are you, oh, a, do you, do you fear later in life that your, your, um, your fast forward and rewind thumb, is it just going to freeze up as you get <laughs> from overuse? You know, like an old athlete, like an old pitcher, you know, his arm just kind of seizes up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Are you gonna Are you gonna sit there and sue Sunrise? <laughs> like maybe uh, uh, maybe by then I'll just uh, I'll just get a Robo hand and be done with it. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking like Homie and Logan. <laughs> I'll just start so, batoing myself. Nice. So so Chris, a, a, another quick question from yes. seventeen years ago to seven to, to present day. What what do you think has been the big change in uh, like anime, uh, mecha anime especially? It, it, do you see it any different than what it was when you started? Uh, I know you were a little bit more on the fantasy side back then, but you know, is there um, is, is there one thing that kind of just stands out to you, either good or bad, that kind of changed uh, since you you know started in those kind of innocent days there? I think uh, right around the time that. Uh mhq was start well fhq was starting was you know right at the start of the uh everybody wants to be evangelion oh yeah yeah i was the yeah yo razafon oh let's go and and we've and we've seen that play out uh razafon uh brain powered -powered, uh to a certain extent gasaraki Mm -hmm. um so many shows just trying to capture that 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 ava mystique and and not quite getting there um I think one of the biggest changes we've seen is, and this is true for for the anime industry as a whole, is that there's so little original anime left these days compared to mm. decades ago, yeah. because pretty much everything is an adaptation of a pre-existing property, whether it's uh, a video game yeah. or a manga mm. or a light novel, or it's a reboot or remake of a prior anime and I mean even now Sunrise is in on the act by doing all of these Gundam adaptations of you know first Unicorn then the origin then Thunderbolt and now we're doing Twilight Axis which is a story that's not even done yet and only started in Japan a few months ago and it's already getting an anime like 
why? Who who decided this? For what purpose? What's going on yeah. here? Is it so, is it that good? I mean, it, not know. Reddit. Uh, it's out there through the Methods Network, translated, mm-hmm. so you can see for yourself. Uh, but obviously, that novel, that light novel, was designed with adaptation in mind because how else would you have mm-hmm. such a quick turnaround? Yeah. Um, the other thing that we're seeing, and this is just more of an industry-wide thing, is that. Uh, a lot of stuff is just shorter now on TV. You know, the, yeah. the days of everything being 50 episodes or whatever are kind of gone, and everything is 13 to 26 episodes. Yeah. And or if they if it is a 50 episode run, they separate it into two parts. Separated into two seasons, yeah. like we saw with uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. So that made age kind of uh, an anomaly. Yeah. For this yeah. Time. I'm not mad at that that change though because I don't mind a shorter run. There's so much content out there nowadays that you want to get caught up on. If they make a show 13 episodes and it's done, I'm cool with that. Or 26. Or if they separate a season into two parts where they um where they have time to think about the second half and plan it out, and they're not rushing to get it done. I'm all right with that. I, I, that that's a change I welcome. I wish that would, American TV shows would also take that front because I'm about done with the 22 episode season. <laughs> I'm about yeah. done with it. <laughs> I think uh, the the biggest change Mm -hmm. I've seen in the anime industry during my time, and again, this is not mecha specific, but you know, we saw the crash of the American anime industry, and remember Mm -hmm. those early days in the '90s where you know you were limited to your ultra violence animation videos or your your 10th generation uh, VHS copies of fan subs that you got from your local (laughs) comic shop, you know, to now where you have shit streaming uh, with English subtitles mere hours after it aired in Japan, and I could not have conceived of that 15 or 20 years ago when back then we were, you know, scrambling to get old, crappy-looking videotapes of stuff that aired 10 or 20 years beforehand and had never been fully subbed. I mean, yeah. God, you, you know how long it took me to get through Zeta Gundam? Right. There's some shows we watched that still wow. haven't been finished. <laughs> that were wait they came that we worked on way back when and still haven't yeah. been, been finished and we had to struggle through the waiting game and all that shit and nowadays uh, half an hour after it airs in Japan there's already a subtitle version ready to be streamed on Crunchyroll or Daisuke mm-hmm. or wherever an it's, official it's subtitle official, official yeah. yeah yeah it's wild it's uh, not not it, some not not some not some guy with a, a Japanese minor in a university trying to you know put it all together yeah <laughs> and similarly we've also seen that uh the release lag between america and japan has gotten a lot slower because back in the old days you would see it that oh uh adv licensed 20 series that you never heard of and then it would take one or two or more years for it to slowly start coming out on videotapes or you know the three episodes per dvd and blah 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 so you know again i'm, I'm gonna bludgeon uh whiny fans but when i see people complain about stuff like oh these uh these gundam blu-rays they cost too much you know 40 dollars for 26 episodes like son of a bitch do you know what it was like 15 years ago remember yeah. videotapes remember for, uh, for two episodes on the tape it cost 50 bucks yo remember when <laughs> yeah i'm, people... still, I'm looking at some of the old shit that i still have like uh gasaraki which was eight volumes mm-hmm. or i'm looking at dunbine which adv so stupidly released as 12 volumes can no you doubt. imagine these days buying 12, 12 volumes of an anime i mean yeah 
you would if you lived in Japan because they still do it that ridiculous way. But, you know, there's so much out there now and it's so cheap and it's in high definition. We got the simulcast. I mean, right now is a great time to be an anime fan. And then all the stuff that you can watch on Hulu and Netflix. Oh, my God, man. Like all of these shows. And it, I could it, not it, have conceived of this. I don't think anybody could have back no, then. It's, it's all, it seemed like science fiction. I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't even see it two or three years ago when I was sitting at like Anime Expo and they're talking, sitting in these Hulu things and they're talking about this. And it's like, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. And then now it's just like, it, it's almost to a point where there's too much. You don't even know where to go at this yeah. point. It's like, it's where, like where, where, I don't where even do know I what start? to watch. Yeah, <laughs> we're living I mean, in the promised land. The the only anime that I've had time to to watch uh, this season is uh, Orphans, and I'm slowly catching up on One Piece because I'm about 130 episodes behind. So I'm watching Woo! I'm watching episodes on Hulu from like three years ago. God damn! God, I, remember, I, I remember when you were pretty much that you were current that week. Caught <laughs> <laughs> up. So, <laughs> so there you go. So that's uh, that, that's my insights of the the long view of the anime industry on both sides of the pond. What a journey it's been. <laughs> many times horrible. Oh, many times. Yes, there was journey. There was some dark periods in that in that shit. So uh, yeah, man. But yeah, count your blessings, everybody, man. If you think it's uh, it's a shit show now, you did you don't know shit. <laughs> You 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 lucked out. You live in a day and age where it's at your fingertips, and you can watch it on your phone. Uh, yeah, uh, we we may be we may be old uh, old man explaining and 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 bringing up our our veteran days of all this. But at back the- in my day, download <laughs> videotape rips on fifty six k modem connections. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, and we would have to watch them on real player. Yeah, real player. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I mean, or or uh, what was that media 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 player classic or yes, whatever? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, the I mean, it was only like se- it was like only seven years ago when it was a win if you got if you got a, a raw within like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a raw, just the raw video. <laughs> Nothing on there, and it's like, oh well. The subtitles will probably be up. It's like Sunday. It's like so the subtitles will probably be up Monday, maybe Tuesday morning. Yeah, we used to crush and those subtitles. You know, depending on who you got them. Oh from, yeah. Oh yeah. Garbage. It could be the uh, mass naked child incidents. Oh. Uh, the gets was infamous for from that one subbing group. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you had to sit there and, I mean, you actually had to keep a log of, like, who was good and who was like, hmm, these guys, are okay, these these guys are okay, but not the best. And it's like, then you always had that one preferred one that, you know, and you know they and had to troll people. Shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd shut down. Or you'd have one of these, uh, you know, you'd have these, these, these groups that'd be um, so motivated. It's like, yeah, we're going to, um, oh, what was that? What was that uh, show? That one... Um, the combining show, Chris, the one that took like it killed like about six or seven subgroups. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, the the uh, the Fukuda show. The Fukuda the show. Part, yeah, the the Fukuda show before uh, before C. C. One, yeah, and I mean, it was a good show. And I think I swear to God, this show you you did a new by the third group that did it. I'm like, okay, the, if they can get past like episode seven, then it's on, and they'd be like, oh damn. they're episode one episode two couple days later three four it's like whoa this is it and then it'd be like episode six it'd be like (laughs) (laughs) three months later you go back there it's like did they ever get this done (laughs) episode six (laughs) oh no 
Gear Fighter Dendo. Dendo. There you go. Gear Fighter Dendo. And I actually yeah. ended up watching it because somebody did finally finish it up, but it only took like five or six years <laughs> for to get it done. And I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes I think what we've said in past shows, it's like, man, you know, I see like the first couple episodes. It wasn't just because we were just lazy or whatever. It's like there was a point there. It was That was the only thing that was something. It was like the first couple episodes. Just a desert of anime. <laughs> Instead of waiting. There you know what, too? To this day, uh, sometimes that still persists. No one has ever fully done Dragonar. Oh, they haven't. Jesus, yeah. that's right. That one has also killed various uh, subgroups that have uh, dared to try. Yeah, that is that is true. Will someone pick up the yeah. torch? We will go on waiting. <laughs> please, please don't start again from scratch. Yeah, please just pick it up. Just pick it up where it got left off. Pick up that torch. Don't yeah. light and, it up again. Yeah, exactly. And I always, what, I always wondered why nobody ever got that. It's like, why don't you just start from where the last people did it? I was like, because we could do it better. It's like, because well, and, 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 <laughs> it's like start from there, and if you want to go back and fill in those ones later, that's exactly. fine. But keep the thing going. I mean, you're not getting paid for this. Finish the fight, goddammit. it. <laughs> You were tagged in. It's like it's like a like a tag team match in wrestling. You were tagged in. You had the opportunity. Yeah, don't, don't start from. <laughs> don't reinvent the wheel. But man, all right, Chris. Well, that was great. That was a nice I trip know. down memory lane. And uh, happy anniversary to MHQ. Uh, here's here's for 17 more years, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, just, just, and just please, just listeners, take, don't don't uh, take that to mean that MHQ is shutting down tomorrow. But uh, uh, I, I ain't gonna be doing this forever. Well, that's gonna but <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts. They're already talking. They're already talking, son. But uh, well, it's time for you to become senpai. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not eat any pineapple salads. <laughs> Only pineapple cakes. Delicious. That's right, yo. That's how that's how you live. Macross Frontier showed us showed us the way. But uh, yo, props to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you for enjoying this episode. Hope you did enjoy it. Uh, make sure to comment over on mechatalk.net, mhq.net. Of course, is where the magic happens. Don't miss out. Go over there and hit that favorite button. And also uh, find us on Facebook and over on Twitter and all that fun stuff. But uh, we're out of here, man. It's time for me to get back to Zelda Breath of the Wild. I ain't got no time to mess around with y'all. I got to get back to grinding. I'll see y'all <laughs> for Neo, for Chris, and for myself, Sopa Ryu. You've been listening to Gundam at MHQ. We'll see you later. Peace. Understood, Commander Jamaican. <gasps> Look inside it! Is there someone inside it? Do you believe me now, Lieutenant? But I only see one person in there. Where's the other hostage? It can't be true. It must be a hologram or some kind of illusion. Basque isn't the kind of man who plays games. See if we can get Camille Bidon up here to identify that person right now. Captain, don't. just gonna hand it over. It's way too valuable for us to give up. 
is Unit 3. I'm preparing for takeoff. Don't try to stop me! I'm going out there to rescue my mom. I agree with Lieutenant Quattro. We'd be better off giving Captain Bass. We can't do that. Gundam Mark II is launching, sir. It's being piloted by Camille Bidon. It's what? That kid? Don't let him go. We must have found out who the person in that capsule is. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. What goes on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here! Well, that's easily fixed.